Hey there, I'm Sarah Waits, and this is Our Mind Made, a space where we discuss the curiosities of life, seek to ask more beautiful questions, and share thoughts and stories which bind us together. This first season is based around books and key learnings that the Our Mind Club members have experienced through their time reading each book. There will also be discussion around nifty ways we've worked out to thread those learnings into acts of doing in our days. Within each episode, there will also be a mini meditation I have lovingly made for you, drawing on wisdom from the book. In this first episode, we are digging into the book Stolen Focus by Johan Hari. It seems like Johan had one big problem, a declining capacity to maintain focus, which led him to ask the question, why? Stolen Focus is a multifaceted answer to the question of why his and humanity's focus appears to be waning. Johan also seeks to outline some ways to claim some of that capacity to focus back. For a meditation teacher like me, this book is fascinating as a considerable amount of time is spent in meditation practice attempting to focus the mind. And moreover, the necessity of having some capacity to control presence in our life moments is not lost for one second on me. A question to ponder as an introduction to this discussion is, why do we even need to be able to focus? Well, it seems according to Johan and many experts he interviewed, there are so many reasons why. Critical thinking, deep learning and problem solving, flow states and fostering creativity, nourishing relationships with ourselves, others and our environment, And perhaps most of all, to reach our own definitions of what a meaningful life entails. You see, if we can't focus, we can't make well thought out goals. If we don't have those goals in place, we have no North Star to work towards. So a loss of sustained focus, it seems, is pretty bloody important, both to us in our individual lives and for our collective humanity. Some of the key learnings from the book, which fascinated our little club included how it was stated that slowing down nurtures our attention, how adequate sleep is absolutely fundamental for our ability to focus, remember, think critically. There are numerous benefits of reading fictional books. Marnie said, I was encouraged to really get into that knowing that there's a reason why it feels so good for me to read fictional books as it sends me into flow. One finding in the book that almost every club member mentioned as a woof or wow realisation was how long it takes to refocus once distracted. Up to 20 minutes. Some of the revelations by Johan in the book made us feel seen, like the fact that when we are so-called multitasking with complex tasks, we are actually switching, meaning our brain isn't doing all those things at once. It is switching between the tasks. And this makes our brain tired, more likely to make mistakes, and actually drops our IQ, sometimes by up to 10 points. And not to say at times we won't be called to do several tasks at once, but just to know that this comes at a cost, and we are not wired to switch all the time, 
And this is really a revelation to all of those who have felt multitasking is some sort of busy girl badge of honour, but have really been drowning in the constant juggle. On this note, April said, I thought it was the kids that were ruining my brain, but I think now the world we live in has a lot to do with it. One part of the book which some of us found most interesting was when Johan was interviewing sleep experts. It seems we're dog tired due to a lack of sleep, and this is making us focus poorly and be hazy in our moments. Worse for our kids, sleep deprivation leads to rapid attention problems and manic states, which makes the whole world tell them to calm the fudge down and that they are the big noisy problem, when partly it's our go, go, go culture screens and a whole heap of other things which is sapping our kids of one of their most fundamental needs, sleep. Sleep, it seems, is the ultimate balm for the brain. It refreshes, cleans and replenishes. Even the dreams we have, which only come when we are in later stages of the sleep cycle, are thought by some experts to be imperative. Johan interviewed Tor Nielsen, a professor of psychology who shared that scientists in the field believe dreams seem to help us adapt emotionally to waking events. This constant erosion of our focus led the club members to say they feel shocked, alarmed, scared and extremely worried. Once we all started reading about all the ways social media, Google, our phones and our Speedy, accessible always culture is knowingly and intentionally stripping away our focus, we all started to feel icky and wanted to make some changes. I was so shocked myself when I deleted my Instagram account off my phone, only to realize I would automatically start checking my email on my phone to fill that void. I don't even like checking my emails. And we weren't just concerned about the impact this erosion of focus was having on us. Many of the club members are parents. Lauren made comments about feeling the need to build resilience for our children so they know when and how to switch off, appreciate the outdoors and have a good night's sleep. These hopes we have for our children have to be modelled by us and our choices around technology and carving out space where we are less distracted ourselves. Fortunately, Johan also outlined a lot of useful things we can put into practice now to gain a little focus back. These are some of the changes the club members have put into place and are now practicing daily as a result of reading Stolen Focus. We've all been working towards reducing distractions. Several members noted they have started time blocking when they allow themselves to read emails or check their phones rather than checking their phones constantly through the day. Kirsty has turned off email notifications and is using her social media accounts way less. Trina has done an overhaul in her home, putting in clear boundaries around screen time after her and her husband audited their family screen usage. She now feels like they're making tracks to gaining some more control over what they are paying attention to. Marnie is reading more fiction books and carving out space for slow mind wandering in her life, knowing science backs up the evidence that this is golden for flow and creativity. Another club member is allowing herself to just drive and focus on that one task rather than calling people hands-free and has been looking for more and more ways to reduce switching in her days. I intermittently delete both Instagram and now Gmail off my phone when I feel I'm viewing it too much, which is about once a week, and I have no notifications on my phone or watch 
Yet, despite these big and small changes we've been making, an important note Johan pointed out was that this is hard and believing we can just get off our phones and unplug and are in charge always is putting all the blame on ourselves when there is a huge, huge industry with very clever people and a massive incentive to keep us hooked in. Perhaps one of the best ways to outline what he means by this is with a direct quote from his book. Johan writes, The alternative to cruel optimism, telling people a simplistic story that sets them up to fail, isn't pessimism, the idea that you can't change anything. It's authentic optimism. This is where you honestly acknowledge the barriers that stand in the way of your goal and establish a plan to work together and with other people to dismantle those barriers step by step. So as important as it is for us to make changes now for ourselves, it is perhaps even more important for us collectively to push back at the big business, poking and prodding at our attention, just so they can fatten their own wallets while we sit there at 1am beyond exhausted with a halo of unnatural light around our faces, absent-mindedly clicking add to cart. We will now move into our mini meditation. In honour of the theme of the book, we'll take three minutes or so to focus all of our attention on one point of focus, and then we'll notice every time we lose attention on that one point of focus. Now, this is so frequent in meditation, I tell you, and we won't be making a problem of the distractions, simply noticing and then refocusing. That's it. Because perhaps one of those first steps on this journey is recognizing just how distracted we are. Okay, if you haven't already, finding your most comfortable position, sitting, standing, lying, whatever position is most comfortable for you. If you are listening to this driving, please do pull over or complete this practice later as I'll be asking you to turn your gaze down shortly. We start with three deep belly breaths. So inhaling deeply, finding movement in the lower belly. And a long, slow exhale. Deep belly breath in. Long, slow exhale out. Inhale deeply. Exhale completely. Turning gaze down or perhaps closing eyes. Bringing attention to the space between your eyes, sometimes called the third eye or where Frida Kahlo's brows met. Perhaps there is a darkness there or a dot of light. Taking all of our attention to this space. And when the mind wanders, go completely to that thought, feeling, voice, object, whatever it is vying for your attention, and notice it, attend to it. When it is finished, bringing attention back to the spot between your eyes, refocusing, and doing so with tenderness. I'm going to stop speaking for the next two minutes and invite you to continue with this focus, unfocus, refocus, mind task. 
bringing attention to breath. Inhale deeply. Exhale completely, following the exhale all the way to the end. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And just at the top in the pause there, just a thank you to yourself for arriving here. Exhale fully. Eyes begin to open. And the practice is complete. And hopefully we have arrived. I want to remind you that with practice and strategies, focus can be significantly improved with mind work. These sort of practices serve us best too if we can offer that little bit of tenderness to self in the practice. After all, what we've learned through Stolen Focus is that we spend much of our time not in the present moment, not focusing. And so of course this will be a challenge and a working progress to find longer stretches of focused attention. If you feel like you'd like to read Johan's book, Stolen Focus, just click the link in the show notes and this will allow you to purchase it. Otherwise, the author reads his book on Audible and the library is my golden oldie favourite way to procure a good read. Thank you for your precious time over these last few minutes. I sincerely hope it's been worthwhile. If you think you'd like to be a part of the Our Mind Club, all you need to do is email me with the subject line, Our Mind Club. This will lead you to getting the intel on the book of the month so you can read it prior. You will also be a part of the brain trust of thoughts and key takeaways of the books. Automatic links to the podcast episodes will be sent to you as they drop, along with longer versions of the meditation practice. Come on, come join the club. You know you want to. Also, if you've enjoyed the last few minutes or found it interesting or useful, please subscribe and share if you feel so inclined. Until next time, take care and may you make your mind intentionally. Our mind in sunshine today. Our mind in sunshine, you'll be together again.